Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. This episode, we are joined by dance choreographer and artistic director of Shakti Flow, Srini Patel, to discuss feminism and women's issues in Hindi cinema. First up, Kangana Ranowit travels to Paris and Amsterdam in Vikas Ball's Queen from 2014. Then Amitabh Bachchan defends Tapsi Panu and her friends from attempted murder charges in Aniruta Roy Chaudhary's Pink from 2016. Welcome back, lovers. Uh, we are here for an episode that we have been kind of planning behind the scenes for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we were hoping to have it out for International Women's Day. Stuff doesn't always come together. I think every day should be International Women's Day. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, but we're so happy to be joined by Srina Patel. Welcome, Srina. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah. We've mentioned you a few times on the podcast, though maybe not by name, because you are my dance teacher. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. And every <laughs> once in a while, I talk about how I take dance classes, and now I'm an expert. <laughs> or a specific song you've used in a class. Yes. Yes, I... I, uh, I explained how I was really disappointed that uh, you made me listen to Tama Tama again before I saw Badrinath Kitalhan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, I mean, I think that's probably the best part of Badrinath Kitalhan, so... I don't know. It wasn't a huge loss. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so no spoilers. We're not talking about that one for International Women's Day. So. No. Yeah, there's, no. Some, there's some issues there. there there's, there's been a mixed response to that film. But welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, you are Gujarati, and you're a dancer here in Edmonton and a choreographer, and you have your own company, Shakti Flow. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us about that? Sure. Um, Shakti Flow is a dance and theater company. I focus on different forms of dance from Bollywood fusion. I do a Bollywood burlesque class, which is something mm. new that I've discovered my clients like, and so do I. Interesting. Um, thank you. And then the Bollywood fusion, I've also done a folk contemporary class mm-hmm. as a result of the fusion. Mm. Um, you've already mentioned I am Gujarati, so a lot of the folk comes from Gujarati dancing. I use a lot of Garba and Danya Ras, and then put it to contemporary music. So the last movie that came out with Sinami Kerr, no, Siami Kerr. Oh, Mirzia. Mirzia. Which yeah. Matt finally got the opportunity to see. It's a we weird movie. mentioned Mirzia a couple times on the show because I saw the film and was just like, this is this is strange. And it took forever to come out on, well, eventually Netflix and finally Matt was yeah. able to mm-hmm. see it. It's, it's a The dancing and music is the best part. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's beautiful. The dancing is fantastic. The story. <laughs> the story felt a little bit like Romeo and Juliet to me, but yeah. going back to the music, it really brought me back to the roots because it was discovering a lot of Rajasani music mm-hmm. again, the vocals, the way that the instrumentals mm-hmm. were done, um, which really brought me back to Gujarati music, which takes a lot from Rajasani. I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. back and forth there. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I took one of those tracks and discovered that folk contemporary is something I really want to teach. So I've expanded um, Shakti Flo's vision a little bit. And I also teach yoga. So yeah, a little bit of everything. But I guess the whole point of Shakti Flow for me was focusing on community building, empowering the individual, and really helping people find their passion, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Nice. And the word Shakti, um, correct me if I'm wrong, means empowerment, right? That's right. Shakti means feminine energy, which mm. in Sanskrit translates to strength. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't want to assume that because you're Indian, you've been seeing Bollywood movies you know, your entire life. It's a fair assumption. <laughs> <laughs> well, but not every 
uh, Indian person that we've met watches mm-hmm. Bollywood movies, Very true. but you have seen quite a few of them, partly because uh, you need to look at the songs to, to pick for what you want to dance to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find oftentimes you're asking me about the movie. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really picky. I've grown up watching Bollywood movies. That's actually how I learned Hindi. My family mm-hmm. speaks Gujarati and we... Although my parents know Hindi wasn't taught to us, hmm. Bollywood actually taught me uh, another language, which was wow. great. It was great to add that on to my, uh, you know, my bio. Are there similarities between Gujarati and Hindi? None. Not at all? Not at all. Oh. So it was a very interesting yeah. um, journey to You're learn that language. the same boat as us, basically, when it comes to the language, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because huh. <laughs> I do. You guys are learning Hindi too now, I bet. <laughs> it would pick a few up there and here and there, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now, like, because the majority of the music I listen to, you know, when I'm commuting on the bus is Hindi music. Uh, you know, you kind of like sing along in your head, but I don't really know all the words. So like whenever it gets like Zindagi, I'm like Zindagi. You're like, I know that word. <laughs> I know that word. Got um, that one. Yeah. I mean, we know, we know words here and there. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a joke in, uh, in Queen uh, where Lisa Hayden thinks that Ronnie means water. And I immediately went, no, that's Pani. <laughs> You got so, it right. Yeah, we, we know words from from time to time. We we can't form a sentence. Actually, yeah, Lisa Hayden speaks French in the movie, much closer <laughs> to her language capabilities in the film than in real life. In, in real life, yeah. Like, um, but uh, so, what's your favorite Bollywood movie? Oh my goodness! Oh, that's tough. Yeah, which one's What's your favorite era? Do you like the the nineties Shah Khan romantic hero wearing a Gap sweater? You know what I. I'm going to say I do, but only because it takes me back to my childhood. Like, mm-hmm. those are the first movies I discovered. Um, and there's something really beautiful about the kind of love that was shown in those yeah. movies. Like, it's very different than what you see now. And not to say that yeah. all the movies are have changed and yeah. really moved with the times. But in many ways, they have. Like, the way women dress or the yeah. way that this, you know, like, the intimacy between the characters... I like to go back and do a little throwback with 90s always because I love the peeking behind the tree and there's <laughs> yeah. like the veil aspect to it. So yeah. I think it's really cute and it really brings you back to like this innocent form of love, mm-hmm. um, which I think was great to grow up to as a child. With my, I'm the oldest on my mom's side, so with my little cousins, I'm quite protective on what they watch with Bollywood cinema because, mm-hmm. you know, not all the movies are very family friendly as they are in no. today's day versus the 90s. Yeah. Um, if I were to go into like our era and I would say Queen is probably one of my favorite yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed how it was told. I I really enjoyed her character. I think Gangana Ranawit's uh, character Rani in that movie was was so beautiful for today's time to see. She was a traditional woman in a traditional family mindset mm-hmm. and you know she finds she kind of breaks free of that, but doesn't lose her roots. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I loved, I loved having the two because I think a lot of Indian girls, whether you live here or back in India, you're constantly fighting. Um, you're having an inner conflict of, you know, who am I? Am I trying to go with the times? Am I this free Indian girl and mm-hmm. you know practicing her fright, her rights and freedoms as fully and expressively as possible, or am I this like quiet, modest? you know, submissive Indian girl as they have seen, you've seen in the 90s movies. Yeah. So it's this really weird struggle that I think a lot of Indian girls kind of go through, like, but it's an interesting, that movie was a very interesting 
uh, illustration of both and how mm-hmm. you can have both. You don't have to pick between one yeah. and the other. I think a lot of women everywhere, regardless of nationality, can relate to the mm-hmm. themes in Queen oh, and totally. kind of what Ronnie goes through, um, which was the thing that kind of struck me when I started getting into Bollywood um, because I really started to getting into contemporary Bollywood and I was really surprised to discover how progressive a lot of the films are and what strong women are in the movies. And when I tell people that I think that the gender politics in mainstream Bollywood cinema is a lot more progressive than Hollywood cinema, they think I'm crazy. Mm. Because here in the West, we generally have kind of a regressive attitude towards cultures like India, regardless of if that's based in fact. You know, we hear these stories about... Um, you know, a lot of violence against women, and we think it's a very patriarchal society. We haven't been to India, and so we never, um, you know, try to make broad generalizations of what we think it's like to live over there. Yeah, of course. Um, but what we hear over here is a lot of, um, again, a lot of how it's a regressive patriarchal society. And based on the films, I just, I don't think that's true of everywhere in India. Also, I remind people, you know, like India is one sixth of the world's population Mm -hmm. and women face just as much, you know, sexism here in the West as they do anywhere else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't, you can't paint any country, especially one as diverse as India in such broad strokes. But I really do see, um, in, in Bollywood, this kind of attempt to really, um, Show show women as strong, show women as independent, show women as powerful, and kind of going back to the 90s as, as we have, um, you know, watching DDLJ and some other movies, we've really seen how that potentially hasn't always been the case in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's more um, women behind the scenes in film production, too, like Zoya Akhtar, for instance. Mm-hmm. There aren't a ton of uh, female directors in Hollywood with that level of popularity and um, access. Yeah, well, and Farrah Khan. Farrah Khan, yeah. <laughs> We love Farrah Khan. One mm-hmm. of the big names. Yeah. Uh, we, we know that, I don't know, we've had a lot of conversations with people who are like, really? You like Farrah Khan films? But we think they're... They're super fun. And the dancing's always really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're really good. Like, I think they're they're up there um, yeah. in, in both their So, so um, I wanted to list off some other kind of... Um, uh, feminist Bollywood films that we've been watching recently and a couple that we haven't that we need to check out that we think, you know, again, fit into this larger kind of, again, what seems to be a paradigm shift. Um, and one that it seems like audiences are really embracing. Like when you look at the top um, 10 highest grossing Bollywood films, both in India and worldwide, there's still a lot of, you know, Shah Rukh Khan, Amir Khan, Salman Khan, mm-hmm. um, Rithik no, Roshan. Um, but then you also have Yajawani Haidawani, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, is co-led by Topeka Padukone and Ranbir Kapoor. And I, I don't think everyone was drawn to that movie because they wanted to see Ranbir Kapoor. No. You know, exactly. pe- people want to see Topeka Padukone. And uh, one of the highest grossing Bollywood films of all time now is Dangal, mm-hmm. um, which, yes, does have Amir Khan at the lead, but is very much feminist. It's very much about, um, you know showing young women that they can go out there and, you know, compete in, um, in sports. And they're, they're more than just, um, 
you know, girls who are going to be, yeah, perspective wives, girls who are going to become brides. I actually saw that movie with my family and uh, my dad actually really liked it. Mm. He's always been an advocate um, for women, you know, being independent Mm -hmm. and he's, I've actually grown up with that idea really implanted and just like, Hey, listen, first you need to stand on your own two feet before you think about marriage. Mm-hmm. So I was, I grew up a little bit differently and it wasn't because I was in Canada. It's just the way my parents perceived the world. Yeah. And they really believed that women's independence and empowerment and to really feel strong and secure of herself was really important. And then Gala was one of those films where, yeah, it was a little, it was a little hard to watch Amir Khan's character because mm-hmm. at, at some times you'd feel yeah. Okay, you're kind of allowing... You're not letting them just be girls. Girls have to just be girls They sometimes. have that whole song about they hate having to do exercise. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought those girls were so clever. It was yeah. so funny. They're the yeah. way they, you know, set back the alarm clocks. I yeah. don't know if this is a spoiler alert. <laughs> but it was fantastic, and I really love the message that it sent at the yeah. end of the day, which was, hey, you can, you know, this is a very gender role-specific occupation or career, mm-hmm. But yeah. there's that doesn't mean that girls can't do it. It means that girls have to break the barrier yeah. in order to like make the society see a little differently on what gender roles really actually mean. I think the trailer kind of didn't do that that effectively because it seems like wait a minute, girls can wrestle. Whereas <laughs> it, you know, he comes to that realization organically in the film. Totally. Yeah. Um, but you could see why a guy like that was so focused on having his son do it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the trailer. I, you know, the movie did fine. Like, it did super well. Oh, it did extremely so well. So, the trailer didn't uh, stop people from going to see the movie, but I think, you know, it could have explained that theme a little bit better at the onset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I really admire actors like Amir Khan and Shah Rukh Khan, um, and now actually Kumar, who are using their stardom to prop up women's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm... When Dangal came out, I had a couple of people say to me, like, oh, you know, this this movie where Amir Khan explains feminism to the girls. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, there, there is a bit of that. But also, you know, you can't fault a man for using his, the platform that he has to try and to, to, to tell these stories. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's just doing, oh, well, and, uh, oh, and. Bollywood's biggest male feminist, Farron Akhtar. <laughs> um, so other other films, uh, Kahani with Vidya Balan. I mean, Vidya Balan is such a such a treasure, and mm-hmm. a lot of what she does is very. It, it, she just she plays strong women. She doesn't play weak women in her films. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, the dirty picture with her. Uh, Dear Zindagi, another film where uh, we have Shah Rukh Khan, <laughs> who's really just clearly there to prop up Ali Abbott. Uh, and director Gori Shinde, um, who I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, she also did uh, English English with Sri Devi. Then there's Piku, Highway. Have you seen Highway, Srina? I have seen Highway. It's good. <sighs> Highway was good. It was interesting. I didn't know what I was going to expect from that movie. Yeah. Um, it's not one of my top favorites. Absolutely mm. not. But... I think the acting was really well done yeah. on Ali Abad's part um, from where she came from, what she had to do to survive. And it tells a story about women in India that um, is not told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like most of these women are missing as a result of, you know, the dishonor or whatever they've created mm-hmm. for their families. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, people don't want that to spread. So I thought Ali Abad's character in that was, although not highlighted so much, um, as much as I wanted it to be. But it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was subtle, about, was it was subtle about it. Yeah, it was very <laughs> subtle. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, we won't say what um, exactly yeah, you're talking about, won't. but uh, th- 
the whole kidnapping thing turns into something completely different by the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, and I also really liked how it, um, in a way, I think was a deconstruction of kind of the... At the time, the status that Ali Abbott had in Bollywood where everyone thought she was this, um, you know, this girly girl with a silver spoon in her mouth. Um, you know, she's very privileged. Uh, and in that film, it kind of shows you, you know, that, yeah, privileged women also face a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of issues and also have their own inner lives. And so I think it allowed her to kind of um, take a step forward in her career, but also, you know, show something that was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Mary Calm. We've uh, talked about on the show before, yeah. Yeah, Priyanka Chopra has really kind of gone from, you know, being, as has Deepika Padukone, um, and Sanakshi Sena, you know, being the girl in these movies to being the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, NH10, uh, produced by Anushka Sharma, which, like Highway, is kind of harrowing and unflinching in yeah. the way. Uh, have you seen NH10? I have not. It's a... Uh-huh. Uh, it's a film with Anishka Sharma where her and her uh, partner, I can't remember if he's her boyfriend or her husband. Fiance, I think. Uh, go on a road trip and they end up witnessing an honor killing. Oh, wow. uh, And then they get hunted down by uh, the people <laughs> who yeah. were participating oh, in the honor killing. definitely watch that. Yeah, it's, it's super rough. It's it's hard to watch. It's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre almost. Just like that level of intensity throughout. It's hard to watch, but but brilliant. It's really good though. Uh, she's, a, she's a super badass in that movie. Nirja Dildadakanedo, which is a Zoe Akhtar's ensemble, which kind of in the middle of it, Paranoctar explains feminism, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that movie. He doesn't mansplain it. No, it's not mansplaining. It's just you he know. He explains it to another guy who's kind of an asshole. And he's sticking <laughs> he's sticking up for for Priyanka Chopra's character. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I, I really like that scene. Um, no one killed Jessica and Mardani. I feel like Rani Mukherjee is another one of those actresses who's really, you know, now she's she's doing strong roles that are really um, progressive and, and about her. She's not mm-hmm. going to do stuff anymore where she's like, you know, dancing around Shah Khan. Although, if she wants to do more roles where she dances around Shah Khan, all the power to her. Yeah. I like um, that she's being picky and choosy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really nice to see that. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I mean, she's gotten married and had a baby and still making movies because now in Bollywood, we're seeing more and more women continue their careers mm-hmm. after marriage and children. You know, Karina Kapoor is not slowing down. No, absolutely not. She's Thankfully. at her peak. Yeah. Uh, and then some, some independent films. So Angry Indian Goddesses, which we've all seen. All yeah. together. All, another all together. Yeah. difficult awesome. film. Um, but great. Yeah. Um, Parched, which I have not had the opportunity to see yet. I have not seen that one either. But really looking forward to that one. Um, and uh, Phobia with uh, Radhika Apte. Phobia was really good. We talked about that on our Halloween episode, didn't we? No, we talked about it in our year at Rafat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a um, woman who's agoraphobic after uh, being assaulted. And she starts thinking that there's a ghost in her house. And wow. yeah, it's it's like a Hindi horror film that's actually pretty creepy and really good. It's and really got this, so yeah. she's so good. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, and then two that are in theaters right now, and there's obviously more. This was just a sampling that I wrote down off the top of my head to highlight, because mm-hmm. again, I think these two films that we're going to discuss are part of uh, a larger movement. Mm-hmm. You know, I really Absolutely. do think there's a, there's a bigger emphasis now um, in Bollywood on telling women's stories. Um, but the two in theaters right now are Falari. Uh, the latest from Anushka Sharma, where she plays a uh, a ghost. 
who comes back to haunt um, this uh, young man who has been married to the tree that she was, uh, that her ghost was in. Oh, right. Yeah, I've seen the trailer um, for this. Yeah, it's, it's great, um, and it's very much, it's about her. It's not about, you know, this dopey guy with commitment issues. It's about her understanding um, what happened to her years ago and um, uh, her relationship with uh, Dilja Deschamps. I don't know if I said that name correctly. The guy from uh, Uta Punjab. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and Desange. Desange, yeah. And she plays a, a, a poet who, um, you know, in her time was unrecognized because women didn't create art. Mm. <laughs> Wait, so how it's old very it? much about her. When did she die? Um, I think it's about a hundred years before oh, cool. the film takes place. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. But don't quote me on that because sure. I don't I remember won't. exactly. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Nam Shavana, uh, which has Tapsi Panu in it, which we're going to be discussing, which is the sequel slash spinoff to Baby, a film starring Akshay Kumar. Oh. Um, and it's an action movie with a woman at the center of it. That's fantastic. Um, and Akshay Kumar's in it. So I, I love that they've taken this... You know, this action movie that did really well, and instead of telling more, you know, stories about Akshay Kumar, you know, kicking ass, they're going to focus on on Topsy Panu's character, hmm. Shabana. And just to go back to what you were saying about Bollywood, there's this movement happening mm-hmm. in Bollywood right now of um, creating women-centric films. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important, and it's almost... Um, it's almost in response to what's been happening in India for so I don't want to say for so many years now, but what's been happening yeah. very recently in India, and we're seeing this like because of the racial of like men and women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's the incidence of you know kidnapping, rape, and murder is going is just it's at this staggering rate where global globally we recognize it as a problem, yeah. yeah. And because it's all happening in one area, like majority of these more, majority of these rapes and killings happen in New Delhi because it's such a congested and highly yeah. populated area of India. Um, and the ratio of men and women, like I said before, is at a staggering like it's like a three to one or five to one or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of sexual frustration frustration happening with uh, with men towards women, and women are finding themselves not seeking marriage anymore, but really trying to find something find something within themselves that they can create and become more career-oriented as well as becoming entrepreneurs themselves. Mm -hmm. And as a result, being more picky about the spouse that they Mm -hmm. now can choose. And I think there's that frustration for men because women are now seeking a little bit more qualification in their their spouse, which is a great thing. I think that if you're allowed to do that anywhere in the world, why can't Indian girls do it? I think it's Mm -hmm. fantastic. But, I mean, there's such a pushback from the men's side and we're seeing all this, all this extra stuff happening, which doesn't need to. And so Bollywood responds to it by showing, like, hey, women have the power. We have to change the conversation here. There's a yeah. problem. Here's it in many different movies. And here's the story in so many different ways. And here's yeah. the message overall. But because Bollywood has always reflected the society that India has been, it's, and so many people watch Bollywood movies in India and they receive so much education mm-hmm. from what's going around the world to what's yeah. happening in India themselves. It's, it's fantastic that Bollywood has taken that, taken their platform and their power in India and really trying to change the conversation. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really a huge fan of the movies that have been coming out recently yeah. versus that weird transition <laughs> where it just becomes really highly sexualized all of yeah. a sudden. Mm. Um, it's, I feel like it's finally tapering off and women are kind of going, hey, you know, I don't want to do item numbers all the time. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be in the lead role, kicking some ass yeah. and 
you know, like really telling a story here. I don't want just my boobs and hips shaking all the time, which I think is great. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with like the item yeah. numbers and whatnot, but it's nice to see that conversation change a little bit. I think we really came to Bollywood like at the right time. Oh yeah, it's like it it's, was. It's a more interesting film industry than Hollywood right now, for sure. Yeah, and just when we discovered it. The movies that were coming out were the ones, you know, that again have interest us. Queen was one of the first ones I'd seen out of, you know, getting ready for this podcast. That was like the third one. Wow, that's (laughs) super good. Yeah, and I'm kind of like this, aren't We've liked going back and watching, you know, some of the movies from the 90s and some of the movies from the 70s. Um, But I don't think we. And I studied Bollywood in in university, and Mm. it didn't make a huge impression on me then. Um, and so kind of, it wasn't until I was discovering what was going on contemporarily that I can go back and I have now an appreciation for that stuff, yeah. but it's still really contemporary Bollywood, um, where I find the stuff that I, you know, really respond to and really identify with, because again, you know, these movies that we've listed off, um, and there's obviously more, you know, those are the ones that I, that I personally actually feel, and I'm not Indian, obviously, as everyone knows, listen to this podcast, I'm a white girl. Um, but I identify so much more with, you know, Ali Abbott and Dear Zindagi and Kangana Ranaut in Queen than mm-hmm. I do in a lot of what I see in Hollywood films. Yeah, and I think that's a nice thing. Like, you don't necessarily have to be an East Indian girl to really appreciate the movies that are coming out now, especially with, like, the, you know, the the strong female roles. Mm -hmm. I think the underlying message is something that resonates within all women. Like, you know, the idea of being strong, being independent, feeling empowered, speaking your mind, I think, is a really new concept Mm -hmm. that they're discovering in Bollywood movies of, of women actually standing up and just being like saying no or yeah. you know like telling the guy off and not in a cheeky like I'm saying no but I really mean yes like yeah. it's really like no like I'm saying no no means no in this sense like when we go when definitely we discuss pink, pink yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that was an issue of consent and mm-hmm. that was that was very loud and clear and it, when you watch that you kind of step back and you're like yeah like how is that so difficult to understand? But I think that message was so loud and clear and it's so important for all girls, regardless of your cultural background, to really speak your truth at the end of the day and not be, you know, don't be afraid of it. Don't be fearless. And I think... Is part of this uh, backlash against Badranath Kidohania that Varun is so much in that very pursuing male character role of just not letting a woman leave... Like, because there's, there's so many, let's say even 10 years ago, Bollywood movies where the main character just will just not let the woman alone. Because it was more like a flirt technique. Yeah. Yeah. That film, oh, that film is really complicated and the reactions to it online are really polarizing. Mm-hmm. Um, I that, that, kind of, that was the norm in a lot of other ones. We've yeah. Just, yeah. I kind you of want the girl, feel... you just keep going after her forever. It doesn't matter if she likes you. <laughs> She'll give up eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel in the middle about things, and so like uh, we don't want to get too much into, into that film because obviously she hasn't seen it yet, yeah. and no um, and because that's not what the the episode is about, and because man, it feels like such a hot button issue that I'm like I don't want to end up on the wrong side of a certain issue when I haven't completely thought out um, what I think's going on in that movie. But I didn't have the reaction uh, that a lot of people have had um, of really finding the movie kind of. Um, just kind of unsettling yeah. and problematic. I, I do agree it's problematic, but I also think there is value in um, a film that discusses toxic masculinity head on. 
Yeah. So that that's what I'll say about that. Film. It definitely does that. <laughs> it definitely, yeah. Right, and I, I think like you're leaving me with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, 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 I think, yeah, it, it really is about toxic masculinity. It's worth watching if only just to, yeah. Whether or not it supports understand that tox- the conversation around it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Whether or not it supports that toxic masculinity or sees it as a bad thing, I think is the larger question. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think it would be a disservice to this conversation. Um, and especially discussing uh, some of the films that um, are dealing with violence against women, as we've mentioned, mm-hmm. without mentioning that the uh, the Delhi rape case on the bus did kind of change the conversation. Absolutely. It became a a watershed moment where suddenly um, the world, or not suddenly, where, but where um, people could no longer ignore yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the violence that women face daily, mm-hmm. um, both in India and around the world. Absolutely. Um, and so while it's it's difficult to talk about, um, and I do not want to see that Deepa Meta film made about it, I'm really glad it hasn't uh, mm. kind of been released beyond um, playing at TIFF, um, because I just I, I think it would be really difficult. There is a very good documentary on it, though, called India's Daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. If no one has seen it, that is something that should be watched. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The dramatization of it, though, I'm just like, why would I want to watch that? Like, I just... You're already hor- horrified enough as it is. Yeah. And that also plays into a bit of my own perception of Deepa Meta's filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think films like that are so important, yeah. especially for those who don't think it's a problem or mm-hmm. or see that, as we do in Pink, that these girls are indecent and they're yeah. um, if they're not asking for it, then they're putting themselves in that position yeah. of, you know, you know, rape and kidnapping and indecency and going clubbing and wearing what you are. But... It's not just men who see that as... Yeah. It's, it's also traditional. It's a very traditional perspective in India. And the older generation, both men and women alike, are kind of pushing down really hard on the new generation yeah. of girls and saying, well, if you're out past 8 o'clock, if you're wearing this and that, mm-hmm. and you're out with a, a man who's definitely not your husband, you almost deserve it. Yeah. And I think that's something that we, like, Pink really, that was the heart of it. Like, it was just, how are we allowing that mindset, that perspective, that voice carry on and carry forward into the generation and in such a changing world where mm-hmm. yeah. women are standing up on their own two feet. They're, they don't need to marry right away. They can, if they were single, they could support themselves. And I think that's, what, and that's not just to say that that's a problem in India, even in Canada, um, single moms have such a hard time they don't they don't get the same pay rate yeah they don't get subsidized costs so that is not just an indian yeah. issue it's nice. a it's a worldwide issue but you're right after what happened to jyoti singh pandey on the bus in new delhi um that did shake the world it kind of shook yeah. the world and shook the world up and said hey you know what? there's a serious problem like mm-hmm. this is the extreme if this was on a continuum, this is the worst. Yeah. This is the worst I can get, and we should never allow it to get this bad again. But look in your own backyards, too, everybody. And I think we have seen a kind of a, a trend in in Bollywood of making more movies about violence against women and the dangers there um, since that case. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 
they've reacted. The mainstream media has reacted. Absolutely. Unfortunately, they're still coming against uh, a lot of censorship issues. <laughs> as um, Which you notice in both of these movies, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, two recent films that uh, will, one that's coming out soon and one that will hopefully come out eventually, um, have been faced with censorship issues, which seem largely sexist, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so, Lipstick Under My Burqa. Uh, a film about um, a multi-generational film about women who wear burqas and their inner lives, some of which includes uh, their sexual identities, um, is uh, currently in censorship hell. the The film board won't pass it really because they think it's uh, immoral to the community that it's representing. They always um, say that. Hmm. I don't really think that's their call that's to make, <laughs> but yeah, um, really hoping to. It has Konkana San Sharma in it. Um, really hoping to see that eventually. Yeah, and then uh, Vidya Balan's new film, uh, Begum John, where she plays a, a madam in a brothel in a, the 1940s. Um, it's a remake of a Bengali film, uh, has received many cuts, uh, largely for language and, you know, and she's, words that she's using yeah. <laughs> to salty, describe salty her hair, her yeah. salty language, which yeah. again, like... I don't know. But the, I, I do question yeah. if those words were coming out of a man's mouth, if they would if they would censor them. I'm sure Nawazuddin Siddiqui could say whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. He generally does. So, you know, yeah. not, a lot, so, not a big problem there. You know, I... And, 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 and we've seen it with Utu Punjab, which is not... Um, not... Uh, it has feminist elements to that film, but I wouldn't call it an outright kind right. of feminist film. Yeah. Um, but it certainly does feature some women's issues. Um, with the Karina Kapoor's character and with Ali Abad's character, who Ali Abad essentially, you know, is in sexual slavery in that film. Um, it can be very difficult to watch. But, you know, the amount of censorship issues that that film came up against, you know, Bollywood wants to to tell difficult stories. The government's in the way. But the government's in the way. <laughs> well, even with Utta Punjab, like, I watched that movie with my family and the language mm-hmm. was... I was shocked and... Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it went with the, I mean, it aligned with the characters, the actors and actresses' roles very well. Their yeah. characters were of a rougher nature. They came from the streets. Yeah. It was a little more ghetto. And, you know, like, it, it worked well with the storyline and the characters. So to have, I feel like language has to be careful on that level where it, as long as it goes with the movie and actually speaks to the characters yeah. and mm-hmm. what they're trying to say and... And they're showing the demographics and the, the age and the living situations. It does go along with it. And I'm sure Vidya Balan's film would be this, around the same thing. <laughs> and, I mean, 1940s, you're in a brothel, you're a prostitute. I, You know, it's... Sorry, you're not a prostitute, but there are many prostitutes in yeah. brothels. Not to say that all women in brothels are... You know, some of them were just dancers. Yeah. Um, but that being said... If you, there's a lot of documentaries out on on that on the, like the brothel situation back mm-hmm. in the day, and mm-hmm. the and you see like behind the scenes and how these women would talk to their children and other women and the things they would say yeah. to each other and like the insults. Yeah. Oh, they're on a different level. <laughs> so I think Vidya Balan's just really trying to capture that <laughs> the essence of what's really happening behind the scenes and like it's not just this like oh I'm a courtesan and you know and it's all like beautiful and I'm wearing all these jewels and. Dancing, it's, nope. it's all lovely. <laughs> it's not um, the one from DevDas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's it's a real perspective that she's trying to gather, and yeah. the language, if it corresponds, it corresponds, and you'd that's very pretty, unfortunate. Yeah, there's, you'd have to be really tough to run a brothel right in between <laughs> yeah. India and Pakistan. I think. 
it's between India and Bangladesh. Oh, it's between yeah. India and Bangladesh, yeah. The problem is that it's right on the line where they're yeah. marking the border. Mm. And they said, well, you have to leave. And she's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this movie. But and language ensues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a difference between idiomatic language, you know, language the way people speak, and gratuitous language, which is all that, like, clever Tarantino-esque <laughs> dialogue where you're right. like, no one actually speaks like that. You're just showing off how much mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson can say the F word. Yeah. Um, but yeah. idiomatic language, <laughs> there's value to, you know, and there's... There is value in, in art reflecting life, which again is, I think, what, what we're starting to see in Bollywood. Yeah, well, I think that's a good time for a break, though. Yes. So uh, we're going to play you a song from Queen before our discussion of the two films. So this is Yay. London Thumakada from Thumka. Queen. Thumka? Yeah, Thumka. How, yeah. London Thumka? <laughs> London Thumka. We have, a, we have yeah. someone who actually speaks Hindi <laughs> here. Yeah. Please correct our pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. Up until, no, it wasn't that bad, actually. You got the London part. I'm just kidding. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Yeah, up until this uh, second time watching the movie, we hadn't even seen uh, subtitles on what they were saying. Oh, wow. So I had no idea what this song was about, really. I just knew, oh, London something. Like, oh, this is actually completely different from what I thought it was. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah so London, London Thumka, and uh, we'll be back after the break. <laughs> Kanti Big Ben Di Ura London Tumukida Ojado Nate Ben Di Ura London Tumukida Kanti Big Ben Di Ura London Tumukida Ojado Nate Ben Di Ura London Tumukida That was London Thumka from uh, Queen. So Queen was directed by Vikas Ball, produced by Phantom Films, our favorite film distributor from India, and uh, stars uh, Kangana Ranawit, Rajkumar Rao, and Lisa Hayden. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie was made pretty cheaply for 12.5 crore, but it made 108 crore. So huge financial success, critically acclaimed, and it won six Filmfare Awards, including Best Film, Best Director, Best Actress... And it won National Film Awards for Best Actress and Best Feature Film in Hindi. So, I mean, you couldn't ask for a bigger success than that. Everyone loves the movie. made a bunch of money. Uh, so, in the movie, uh, Kangana is a young woman who's about to get married. And uh, she's getting married to Rajkumar Rao. And he breaks it off with her. And Two was, days before the wedding. Two days before the wedding. And that song you heard was right from the one of the parties you have before the actual wedding day. Mm-hmm. The Mindy. And, yeah. And, um, you know, she's sad for a while, a couple days, but then decides, I'm just going to go on my honeymoon. You know, I got this whole thing planned. I got to go, uh, got to go, uh, have fun. So she does. She goes to Paris where she meets Lisa Hayden, who, uh, pretty memorable opening scene with her. We can talk about that in, <laughs> in a bit, but, uh, um, I love one of my favorite opening scenes yeah. in any movie. I love Lisa Hayden. Yeah. She, Let's just take a moment and appreciate Lisa Hayden right now because yeah. she's, she's one of my favorites as well. She is so good, and I hope that after Adelhai Mushkil, um, that she'll get better roles and hopefully more comedic roles because she's she's so hilarious. Yeah. Well, hopefully it, it spins off like uh, how um, what's her name from Beffa was in Shad Desi Romance first. Remember Vani Kapoor? Yeah, Vani Kapoor starts off as sort of a you know tertiary character, but then gets her own movie afterwards. Yeah, but, yeah. Not so much. She, she's the girl in a in a romance movie, but uh, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, the movies that Lisa Hayden has starred in. Um, 
Mostly it's the Shokins uh, are not good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Kangana meets Lisa Hayden there and learns, you know, there's different ways to be feminine. You can, you know, drink, smoke, party, do whatever you want. It's, uh, you're coming from a society that is oftentimes somewhat repressed. So here in, uh, in Paris, you can learn to find yourself in a different way. She also goes on to Amsterdam afterwards and uh, hangs out with three guys in her... Um, her hostel, hostel. in a hostel. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, about finding herself through just different experiences and seeing a person who is somewhat uh, sheltered, I would say, mm-hmm. become a fuller and more interesting person. And also the movie is intercut with uh, scenes in her and Rajkumar Rao where you find out that their relationship was actually fairly... Um, Fairly fraught with arguments, and uh, yeah. they might not have gotten along as quite as much as she thought at the beginning when she gets dumped on her wedding day, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys think of Queen? Well, I have to echo Sharina's statements um, from the beginning of the show and just say this is one of my all time favorite Bollywood movies, and it's one that I recommend. Uh, time and time again to people who might be familiar with Bollywood, but, you know, have a more traditional view of the Bollywood, you know, like your DDLJ, Shower Khan romances, um, and maybe haven't caught up with um, contemporary Bollywood, uh, as well as people who've never seen a Bollywood film before. Yeah. Because this movie has so much for everyone and is so enjoyable. It's just charming. And Kangana Renounce performance at the center of it is just incredible. Mm -hmm. I think finding out more about what she's like in real life (laughs) made me appreciate her performance more because one of the first movies I'd ever seen with her and I hadn't really, we don't watch a lot of interviews and things with the actresses, but she's actually super outgoing and very um, talkative and not like the character in this movie at all. She's aggressive. Yeah. She, yeah, she's fierce. Oh, she's so fierce. And her episode um, on Copy of the Quran in this season, uh, she outright calls out Karen Johar for being a like, for ba- being a, for being a villain and in the Bollywood film being industry. The and patron saint of nepotism, I think she's called him. I will yeah. have to watch this episode and Copy of Quran because I have not. Now seen they're it. now they're definitely beefing with each other. It's. Yeah. This is very interesting. <laughs> you know, and it's just, watching it is really kind of shocking. And no like Ali Khan is also stuff. sitting on the couch like, what do I do? But uh, I I was really, I was really proud <laughs> to see yeah. her go on the show and kind mm-hmm. of um, speak her mind and not play, um, you know, just kind of play ball with him. Instead, she she's going to be who she is because... Um, she has been very open about a lot of the difficulties that she's faced. Well, she's not from in the famous Bollywood family, right? Exactly. Yeah. She's not from a famous family. She's very open about the difficulties she's faced in the Bollywood film industry. Her sister is an acid attack survivor. Hmm. Um, oh, I did really? not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can oh, see, wow. um, she, there's a lot of interviews where not on Coffee with Karan, but online where she talks about her sister, um, and there, she's very supportive of her family, I think, really wants to call attention to the sexism that's ingrained in Bollywood and in Indian society. And she does that both in the roles that she chooses uh, and in, you know, how she presents herself as a public figure. But it is interesting um, how uh, Kangana Renaut has this very different persona off screen than she does on screen. And I think the reason why there's a lot of goodwill towards her in um, the Bollywood film industry right now is because of this role and mm-hmm. this performance for which she was acclaimed, understandably so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I I can't say so much about the Bollywood gossip. I am not on the in and the in, but I'd like to go back to what Aaron you just said. Um, mm-hmm. You said that, like you said, Indian society, like the perspective in Indian society versus saying culture. Mm-hmm. I like that you differentiated that because I think Indian culture at the very root of it is very different with, um, there's a lot of balance between men and women that mm-hmm. is, that is actually embedded in the culture. But mm-hmm. from a society standpoint, like most cultures, society and culture, when they do kind of meet, um, they clash a little bit because, yeah. you know, society wants women to play a certain role. And then it gets translated in all these cultural practices. Mm-hmm. It gets, you know, it bleeds through and women find themselves um, playing certain roles and it gets preached to them that this is because this is the culture yeah. we live in. This is the Indian culture. But it's not necessarily so um you know, Indian culture is very different than what Indian society preaches. Mm-hmm. And that's something um, that I see. I felt I saw a lot in Queen and why I appreciated mm-hmm. uh, Kangana Ranawad's, or Ranawad's character, Rani. Her family was very supportive on her going on her honeymoon. Yeah. And I don't think that a lot of, you know, I, I loved seeing that support come from her family. I don't think that's something that would... That most people thought would really see, like I didn't I didn't actually see that happening. I'm like they're going to tell us she can't go because she's single and yeah. you know she, she can't run around by herself in a completely different country that she knows nothing about. She doesn't speak the language. Yeah. Instead, they're very supportive. And they realized you know our daughter is has gone through some heartbreak. This is very tragic for her and and traumatic. Um, just being dumped two days before your wedding and your whole she just London Thumka is a beautiful song and then. And then when you see kind of like him dumping her and just like the way her heart just breaks because you just you remember London Thumka and you yeah. you see the happiness yeah. and her whole family's dancing and and then just to see it all kind of come down and shatter and crumble and then her family recognizing that and then saying you know what go on your honeymoon go have a blast just keep in touch with us yeah. was, was really cute and especially her grandma she's like oh. yeah I got dumped once too anyway, oh, her I grandma, found some other guy yeah her, her grandma <laughs> is adorable. the best yeah. yeah because her grandma you know kind of a uh, she, Every I, time Lisa Hayden's on Skype, it's like, oh, you're watching one of those adult films. That's cool. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, because her grandma kind of reveals herself to be a lot more progressive than you would assume, mm-hmm. uh, and like really encourages her to find herself. Yes, um, and you know, it's it's nice to see that uh, that generational camaraderie mm-hmm. uh, in the film. I really love how this film shows that there's kind of no right way to be a feminist. Uh, yes, exactly. Ronnie is traditional, and she's a traditional girl right up until the end of the film. It's not like this uh, experience, you know, turns her into some sort of sex fiend, mm-hmm. you know. She doesn't start dressing, you know, more provocatively and, you know, doing a bunch of drugs or drinking a lot. I mean, she she loosens up, but she's still who she is and true to who she is at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have Lisa Hayden to contrast that with, and she kind of at first judges her and then learns to to accept her, learns to accept that she's a bit more of a free spirit who, you know, is going to have sex with whoever she wants and is going to drink. And she kind of is concerned about her health, but they, they find a, um, a consensus between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of kind of, you know, the way feminism is portrayed in the media tends to be, you know, somewhat radicalized. That's second wave. Yeah, second, exactly. Women are burning their bras and, you know, and 
uh, free sex and all, all that sort of thing. And, you know, there's kind of a, a perception, I think, that people have of um, what a feminist woman looks like. But all women can be feminists and you can mm-hmm. be, you know, you can be this traditional Punjabi girl who I think really does um, at the core of it still want to get married and like cook food. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. I, exactly. I really liked... Um, but she learns that she has choices. Yeah, absolutely. Which is important. And I found that a lot of Ronnie's character when she's observing Lisa Hayden's character, she that's exactly what it is. She's almost seeing it from... I don't think she's judging her so much as she's just shocked. Yeah. And she can't have, like, she's just like, oh my God, what's going on? She's kissing this random person. This is her son. Like, where's your husband? Like, how is this happening? How is this possible? You're allowed to do this? husband's at the office right now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to cook him food before he comes home? Like, it was, it was really cool that she really just observed her and realized that, hey, like, this is an Indian girl living in Paris and her life is completely different from mine. But she recognizes just how free and happy she is yeah. and how she, how secure she is in all the interesting relationships she's had she has with her other friends or yeah. the men that she meets like on the street she randomly kisses and get piggybacks from and and Ronnie just kind of she watches and then she just laughs and smiles cuz she just she sees another woman enjoying herself yeah and i think she never encountered anyone like that before. Yeah, and I think that in like near the end of it, where uh, near the end of her journey when she's traveling her honeymoon, she realizes that you know she can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you see her come out in yeah. like that new outfit, and she's kind of like, "I love that." Outfit. I'm now, yeah, me too. Like it's that so song, "Taki Junkie," like that happens right there, and she's in that flowy dress, and you can see that she is a reflection of Lisa Hayden's character. Like she is yeah. now yeah. a fun, fearless, secure, independent woman and very supported in herself yeah. um, without actually being Lisa Hayden's character. She's not going out and drinking and smoking this and that, yeah. but she doesn't ever judge her friend for it. She's kind of no. like, all right, this is you. This is great. But yeah. she takes what she needs from it, which is, Oh, you can be a woman and still, and be fearless and have fun. Cause that's what life is about is having mm-hmm. owning it and having a really good time. She uh, a has question. a few health concerns. Like, maybe you couldn't yeah. so much. <laughs> she just, she, she, out. she yeah. cares about her. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question about Lisa Hayden's character. Is mm-hmm. Vijay Lakshmi a weird name, or is that just me? I don't oh, know. I love that name. I just... It, when she actually said her name, and she said it kind of like... She didn't say it like an Indian girl would. Like she yeah. Didn't, she didn't... Uh, she had enunciations in different places, but... She said Vijay Lakshmi, and the way she says it's very strong and very different. And if you kind say of like it in the way culture, that she be, says Vatavaran. Vatavaran. Yeah, <laughs> this is my Vatavaran. And I'm like, I am going to use that word for the next three months because it's going to stay in my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, by the way, a wonderful Vatavaran. <laughs> we always work on our Vatavaran, <laughs> we try. It just seems like such. I've seen. I think I called it a little weird name. It just seems like such a unique name because I'm used oh, to Vijay and I'm used to Lakshmi, and I was like Vijay Lakshmi. That's really. But Vijay, Vijay unique. is like. Um, it's actually a, a man's name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I loved and great for bringing that because Vijay Lakshmi, uh, Vijay also means like um, triumph or like mm-hmm. you know like when you when you're like you've accomplished something. It's like we have accomplished. We have Vijay. We have. Hmm. Succeeded, okay. and Lakshmi is the goddess of fortune. So to put a masculine and a feminine name together, and then her character the mm-hmm. way it is, yeah. I thought I don't think that was an accident. No, and I love that her name is Vijay Lakshmi. Like it's such a yeah. strong and a very 
very traditional, like old school traditional Indian name. Like nobody nobody names their kid Vijay Lakshmi in India nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, it's very. Um, They've tried to confine, uh, like, try to appropriate the names to a little bit more mainstream. Where no matter where you travel, you can say it. No one's going like to say Lisa, Vijay, Lakshmi, or they're not going to pronounce it wrong. They're yeah. just going to. I apologize for doing that, but yeah, it's people get names mixed up all the time. Like I know my, I've had my name screwed up a lot of times growing up. So I thought that it was really nice for her to just be very. Mm-hmm. Here's my very Indian name, but here's how I live which is a not very yeah. traditional Indian way. Yeah. So having that contrast between her name and her character was super cool. And it's obviously not a coincidence that she shares a name with Rajkumar Rao's character who uh, we see is actually kind of uh, holding Rani back mm-hmm. but then it's another VJ that um, brings her out and I think that juxtaposition is really important in the film you know totally, kind of, yeah. that's why we're kind of cross-cutting and getting these flashbacks of her relationship with him so we see the ways in which you know he was actually kind of a you know he's controlling yeah. he's so controlling he doesn't want her to so dance like he doesn't want don't want her to drive he doesn't want their girlfriend yeah. to dance yeah <laughs> yeah and it yeah, his character, like, I mean, I felt like that was, like, her first, like, guy that oh, she had encountered. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, then she, and she was more excited about, like, you know, the fact that she'll be married and one day they'd fall in love. And yeah. everything he was doing, she kind of looked at it, she, she looked at it, like, or perceived it that, oh, this is the way he loves me. Yeah. It's yeah. by, you know, making sure I don't do this, making sure I'm well behaved and this and that. So she perceived that as love. And I think that's really important is... Um, the way you want to be loved is very different. Mm-hmm. And if you don't discover that for yourself, like mm-hmm. how you want to be loved, it, it's important because if when somebody does love you and they're not loving you the right way and you see that contrast again between yeah. the two Vijays, but the way he loves her is very controlling. And she realizes that after meeting Vijay Lakshmi and she realizes... And spending time she, with other men who, oh, you know, accept her for who she is. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Accept her for who she is, who support her, who really, like, try to get care to for her. Mm-hmm. And also the Italian guy. <laughs> and, the Italian. and the Italian guy. <laughs> I love that they had that Italian yeah. guy in there. I think that was important for her to discover. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. The Italian guy would perform that function in almost any movie. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just you know, set up some random girl he met with a with a food stall. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that she give he gives her a challenge. Yeah, and instead of backing down like to a man, mm-hmm. she goes, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, like I can do this." And she had the support of other males, yeah. other male friends in her yeah. life, and they were like, "You can do this." And he, she was like, "Yeah, I can do this." And then she did it, and then he was really proud of her. And I was just like. You know what? That's really cute that she was able to take on a challenge. And I feel like with her previous relationship, she wouldn't challenge a lot of things. No. Mm-hmm. She didn't challenge him on any perspective or the things that she could and could not do. And here's this guy who was like, oh, you think you could do something better than me? Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. And she really had to be... She was put in that position of, okay, I have to defend myself. And I have to make the choice of if I even want to do this. But also using the one thing that she clearly knows and clearly loves, which is food. You know? Uh, like, yeah. she... She knows how to make food and she knows she that she's she knows that she's good at it. That's mm. the thing that she's confident in is that she knows how to make Indian food and Indian food is better than other yeah, food. Yeah, Indian food is the best food in the world. And also Italian food should be Indian food. They do it better in <laughs> India. I mean I can't 
say I completely disagree. I've only eaten Indian food, you know, here in the West, but uh, I did make pasta last night. It is a little bit spicier than what you'd find in an Italian restaurant, <laughs> but my family prefers it that way, and uh, I think my pasta is pretty good. It's one of the so. funniest scenes in the movie. She's like, "Yeah, I need this and this." I mean, your food was okay, but it could be a lot spicier, and it would be better if it was like this. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. That being said, I do love pizza, and I don't change it. <laughs> do like it the Italian way. Fair. Fair. I like to put a lot of those crushed peppers oh, on yeah? my pizza, so I like it spicy. So do you guys like the um, Paris half or the Amsterdam half better? Because they do mm. switch up a lot. I I like both. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's all, it's all part of one journey because in... You know, so it, 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 I think it's actually more in three in in, sec, in three sections. Oh yeah, with her back in India. The yeah. section, yeah. you know, kind of where she gets dumped in India. Then you have Paris, and then you have Amsterdam. And I think you need all three sections, you know, to have a three act story, but also to to show her transition from, you know, this heartbroken girl who uh, can't really um, provide for herself, you know, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to then that discovery in um, Paris and that relationship with uh, Lisa Hayden's character, and then the independence that she finds in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. You know, because I still don't think she's completely independent at the end of her trip to Paris because she, you know, she says to VJ Lakshmi, like, "Come with me." Yeah. Um, and when she gets on the train again and she's by herself, mm-hmm. you know, I think that fears you start to see. Was that, that the interval sudden. too? I, it wasn't on the DVD, but if I remember right, I think I that's, think that's where it is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's where it is. Yeah. Um, she she's a young woman who you know spent her entire life as her father's daughter, and then thought Working she would at make her father's candy yeah, store. and thought she would make that transition from being her father's daughter to being her husband's wife yeah, and and I think a lot a lot of young women do this where the first kind of relationship that they have the first serious relationship that they have, and the first boy or man that they date um, that comes to define for them what they think a relationship is supposed to be and what they think love is. And that can oftentimes be really toxic if you fall in love with the wrong person, which I think she clearly does (laughs) and eventually realizes. Um, And I think a lot of... Like, this happens to young women all over the world. It happened to me, you know, Mm -hmm. just falling in love with the wrong guy at 18 and thinking, like, that was going to be my life. Um, And it isn't until, you know... You find yourself on your own that you really find yourself, which is not to say that um, you can't find yourself while you're still in a relationship, but you also need a partner that's going to be supportive and um, Vijay Rajkumar Rao's Vijay is clearly not. And so I, I find, you know, that entire journey, regardless of your background, um, just relatable and very feminine. You know, like this, this is what young women go through. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the, th- this is the realizations that a lot of women have and the independence that a lot of women can find. And I think also showing that um, in this film can be really empowering for a lot of women who can maybe go, hey, maybe I'm, you know, not being my full self, mm-hmm. you know, because by the end of it, Rani becomes her full self and she still like has... A weird sense of humor. She does She's have a really weird sense of humor. Very innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Quirky. Yeah. 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 I think Amsterdam was really important for Ani because 
she she again like as Aaron mentioned, it's um, she finds her footing because mm-hmm. she has to go to Amsterdam by herself. She's staying mm-hmm. in a hostel. <laughs> the it's not anymore a private hostel. She's sharing with two three guys. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, which BJ likes me booked for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Which oh, I wonder if that was for on purpose. Yeah. But but it's it's wonderful that even though she was surrounded by people, she was the only woman still. Yeah. yeah. So I think in a even though she was surrounded by these three men, she was alone still. Yeah. And alone with three guys, which again, like you've mentioned, those relationships are so important. But she actually had a very different relationship with all three men. Mm-hmm. And I think even though she doesn't really, you don't see her actually thinking about like, oh, my relationship is different with all three three guys. But you yeah. could see it. It was yeah. illustrated really well where, you know, one guy, like clearly there was something there with them. and you know, Secunder. Yeah, Secunder. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, I think it was wonderful. Each relationship was so different, but they, she actually developed real friendship with yeah. these men. Yeah. And I don't think that was that was an option for her in India. No, you can't no. be friends with someone you're not married to. But I think as a woman, like I, I know growing up for me, I had a I had both male friends and female friends. And growing up, I found it easier to make male friends and female friends myself. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with a lot of boys in my family too, so maybe that's another reason. But every relationship was so vital to me being... Um, Growing up as a woman, I realized how to interact with men, which yeah. I think is just as important for girls to understand mm-hmm. as well as it is for boys. Like if Indian guys never grow up with like having a real female friend mm-hmm. and always associating like every relationship I have with a female friend is can eventually turn into a romantic relationship. Yeah. And I think seeing her and vice versa, right? But seeing her having these relationships with men and not having any romantic yeah. inclination towards them. It was simply because they were her friends. They were there to support her. Yeah. And she gained a very different... She became independent around them. And I I feel like my life reflects a lot of that too. I grew up mm. with a lot of male friends. But I got to be... I grew up as a very independent woman, woman being surrounded by males. And it was a very different way than a lot of my female friends have grown up being surrounded by female friends because you get a lot of that support and like, oh, can I do your hair? Can I do your makeup and this and yeah. that? So yeah. I think Vijay Lakshmi making the decision of not coming with her and telling her you're going to be okay. And then actually seeing her at the end of Amsterdam where yeah. she makes a decision on her own that like, she's like, you know what? I do want to go and hang out at a concert with my friends and I am going to be okay. And there was so much of that, yeah. of her making her own decisions. And nobody else telling her or giving her the option of, you know, you or you know, you have to make this decision. And this is what we want you to do, and you have to come to the concert. I already bought a ticket, and yeah. it was like, you know, they gave her that freedom of choice, and she made the choice on her own. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like those relationships she uh, made in Amsterdam, even meeting Ruxar, I think was yeah. very important. Ah, yes, the stripper. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say anything about stripper, the stripper slash escort? I would say, yeah, yeah. Well, one exotic dancer in uh, Indian movie was was a very interesting touch, but like I was as shocked as Rani was when <laughs> they're walking up and she's there in Amsterdam. It's, I know, yeah, but, like, the red light district. I had no idea. Like, I mean, yeah. you, I should have guessed. You know, Vijay Lakshmi's friend and yeah. is Ruksar, and she's kind of like, oh, Roxette. And then she's like, oh, Ruxar, yeah. Like, okay. And then they meet. And I just thought it was so funny. And then seeing her from, like, the exotic dancer scene to, like, behind closed doors. And having that, like, one-on-one moment with her. Yeah. And how Ruxar was just 
a regular Indian girl just living out a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it was because she had to send money back. And I thought that was a that was a very sensitive moment in the film. And I I feel like oh, if they did a Queen too, <laughs> Rookstar has to be in because I need to know more of her story. Yeah, I think there's a whole different angle there that yeah. was presented, and I love that uh, Rani got to see that mm-hmm. because it gave her a very different understanding of how a woman struggles in society to support herself. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of shock for her there that wasn't really explored enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but for her to see an Indian girl in Amsterdam trying to survive, sending money back, and just knowing that, like, hey, like, here's what she feels like is a responsibility that she has back to her family in India. And this is just what she has to do. And you know what? Like, she's not doing anything terrible and it's not even illegal it's not even yeah i was, no i know when that the, was a really interesting revelation i think yeah i think there should be a queen too <laughs> <laughs> i mean she she says that here it's a respected profession and you get benefits yeah. from the government yeah and no one in the film or the film itself looks down upon her for sex work mm-hmm. you know so it's a we really don't even know she's really having sex though because she might just be a exotic dancer and not have the yeah. angle to it right yeah she said I, 50 euros point is um no one looks down upon her for, yes. for what yeah. she's chosen uh, to do as a profession, which I think is really like to the film's credit. Uh, Vickis Ball directed this film beautifully, mm-hmm. you know, and it has such a spontaneous feel, partly because they had a very limited budget and were running around Paris and Amsterdam and filling really short snippets um, wherever they could. And a lot of uh, Ronnie's dialogue is improvised. And uh, oh. the with the the black guy that she hangs out with, non-professional actor, they found him busking. busking. <laughs> so they oh, thought, yeah, you're wow. a busker in this movie. You yeah, do it. and yeah. invited him to be in the film. And so, you know, it really has... I mean, in many ways, this is like an independent production. It's a Bollywood film, and I mean, here we consider anything in Hindi uh, fair yeah. game to discuss. Uh, but and yeah, and and did kind of receive a pretty wide release. It played here in Alberta, for example. Um, but it really like it, it maintains that kind of DIY kind of ethos and aesthetic mm-hmm. um, that I wish we saw more in Bollywood. I like how this doesn't feel completely polished. And, and Vickis Ball's next movie, definitely not like this. Such either. a disappointment. <laughs> Shandar was such a disappointment. Well, I think uh, we'll leave it there with Queen. Yeah, good discussion. <laughs> Move on to Pink. Yeah. Uh, so Pink... Still never got an adequate dis- uh, description of the title for Pink. I oh, have. Okay. I, you, you do? I have an answer for you on okay. this. Matt is really wondering why this movie is titled Pink. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think, Fair enough. I think a lot yeah. of people would be. It's directed by Annie Ruda Roy Chowdhury, um, produced by. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> produced by uh, Sujit Sakar, who is the director of Piku, um, and he's really trying to take ownership of this story. Uh, when the when the title comes up, it's Sujit Sakar's yeah. Pink, but mm-hmm. he didn't direct it. He's Chowdhury's the producer. Pink. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and it stars Amitabh Bachchan, Topsy Panu. That's my favorite Indian name to say. Topsy Panu has, I just, I love her name. That is a really beautiful Topsy name. Topsy Panu. Topsy Panu. Um, Kurti Kalhari and, and Andrea Taryang. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film was critically acclaimed. Uh, didn't end up getting a, a lot of awards, um, but all the reviews of it um, are praising it, and rightfully so. It's the story of three young women uh, who 
experience uh, a traumatic event, and the film kind of opens right after this event. Uh, one of them, Tapsy Pano's character, has attacked a boy that they were hanging out with, and now they are worried about what the consequences of this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And as the film goes on, you see how um, these these boys. I don't want to call them men because they're so immature. I agree. <laughs> these, these boys that they were uh, that they were partying with um, start to harass them uh, and threaten them, and then eventually file charges against them for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. And what comes out is how Topsy Pano's character was defending herself when she was attacked by one of them, mm-hmm. and she also goes to the police and you know, files a complaint, but the authorities uh, ignore them because um, these boys are connected to powerful figures. I think politically, yeah, yeah, they're they're connected to He's getting married to an MLA's daughter. Yeah. So when the charges kind of come down and the women feel helpless, uh, Amitabh Bachchan steps in as this formerly disgraced lawyer who uh, takes up their case and then represents them in court. And makes the argument that uh, we <laughs> that we treat women differently than we treat men uh, mm-hmm. and that uh, so. she that these women were just defending themselves um, and that the assumptions that were made about them based on the fact that they were drinking, based on the way that they were dressed, based on the fact that they were hanging out with, Men at nighttime. At nighttime uh, is a double standard. Back at their place versus somewhere yeah. else publicly. Yeah. yeah, is a double standard. Um, the mm-hmm. film, the ultimate, I think, message of the film is that no means no. Yes. And we spend a lot of time uh, in this courtroom drama, which I find very confusing. I do not understand how the Indian legal system works. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> in regards to the title, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, Amitabh Bachchan said in a in an article from India TV News. Uh, that through the movie, the director wished to convey a message that women should speak up, busting the myth associated with the hue pink, that it is the favorite color of girls and linked with Barbie dolls. He said pink means that women have freedom and liberty to walk at night, adding that this movie gave women the opportunity to speak. Hmm. I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't really know (laughs) if it matches the movie, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the previous title for this film was Eve, which I kind of prefer. Eve? Oh. Yeah. As in, like, I Adam don't... and Eve or Evening? I don't know. Oh. Huh. I was assuming Adam and Eve. Okay. Well, I think that's a better. I mean, <laughs> there's more you can allude to with that. Yeah. But, uh, what did you guys think of this movie? Oh, it's very difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, Tougher watch. It was tough to watch because of the courtroom scenes it was Mm -hmm. so so frustrating to i mean even just like starting off with like them trying to make a complaint to the police Mm -hmm. uh the police officers and they just didn't take them seriously at all it was completely shut down they were told to go home like i thought that that was heartbreaking that first line of defense uh, completely failed. Yeah. And then and a lawyer later on says, like, oh, why didn't they go to the cops? They tried to. They, they tried, tried to, to. Yeah. yeah. And it was used against them. Yeah. Um, the courtroom scenes were, like, I literally just cringed the entire time I saw yeah. them. And I really wish that more could have been done a little sooner. But to be honest, the fact that it dragged on and the fact that it was so frustrating and difficult, I think, was is just like a... 
is like we're just seeing a sliver of what actually happens. Yeah. Right. And I think that dragging on was done purposefully and rightfully so because it is a nightmare to get um, to get even something like this in a courtroom. I think if it it's yeah. a situation of like you know the fact that it's a politician's son and or even not a politician's son but just somebody who have a higher class or a caste. Yeah. That in itself can. Just it, it's it's just a it's it's a platform for people to just be like, hey, this is a dismissed right away because you girls are lying because you clearly want money. Yeah, and that part infuriated me in the movie where they, the lawyer pretty much said, um, you're prostituting yourselves and you just want money from this person because you know who they are in society. Yeah. And given where you guys stay, live, the jobs you have, clearly it's about money. You obviously have issues around. Uh, you need financial support. Yeah, and this is the a quick and easy fix. So many different angles to it. Really, really well done, though. Overall, I thought mm-hmm. it was a really good film. I thought that the issue of consent, mm-hmm. when they finally did, when Amitabh Bachchan's character finally did boil down to um, saying saying his defense in court and making it about the idea of the word no, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this earlier of you know um, '90s Bollywood and how pursuing a woman. Is the almost, natural way it goes. Yeah, the natural way. Part like, of the game. You're yeah. playing the game and you're dancing around and you're frolicking and she's saying no, but you know that she'll eventually come around if you just, you know, pry a little harder, pursue a little, mm. you know, stronger. And it boils down to really taking this and then, you know, I mean, the budget's character actually saying, you know, no means no. And the issue of consent is important for women and it's important for us as a society to understand that when these women are saying no that they didn't want this and the reason why it turned violent was because she was defending herself i think i feel like those are such important points regardless of the situation that have that has resulted yeah because you don't women in india are going to start to if this comes to that point they should and they is going to start to become um I don't want to say it's going to get violent because that's not the right way to say it, but... It's going to be more of a prevalent issue. It is definitely going to be more a prevalent issue because mm-hmm. women are going to find ways to defend themselves. Yeah. They're not going to just lay flat and... Oh, I'm sorry for being so brace, but... That's okay. Um, just lay flat and have men do what they want to do with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. They have to fight back. And the film makes a point that it doesn't matter if these, these women were prostitutes, if they were... Um, these boys' sisters, if they were their friends, if they were their girlfriends, if they were their wives. Anytime a woman says no, you stop. Anytime anyone says no. And yeah. Exactly. Anytime Absolutely. anyone says no. And I really appreciated how it, that the film articulates that, just straightforward and outright. Mm-hmm. I was really frustrated with this movie the first time I saw it. Um, I think... I saw it more than once? Yeah. We, we, we rewatched it for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um... But I was frustrated with it because I just, I couldn't quite figure out how, if you have charges brought against you in court, how you can turn around and charge the people bringing charges against you. Yeah, it's two court cases going on at the same time. time, Yeah. Yeah. It would be two separate ones. And that was, I mean, I I would not say that I know that I have an (laughs) in-depth knowledge of any legal system. It is possible, But the courtroom dramas that I've seen in Bollywood have really confused me about how this process works in um, India and I have no idea if these films are accurate representations um, or not I mean a lot of what we see in Hollywood isn't an accurate representation yeah um, but but I also remember getting really really frustrated with how um, 
when these women were put on the stand, they had a hard time defending themselves. And I found that really difficult as a woman to, to watch. Um, you know, Tapsy Panu's character does not want to relate the dirty joke that she told because her dad is in the courtroom. And at one point... Um, well, the judge says he could take it in camera, too. Yeah. So... And at one point, um, her friend Falak, uh, you know, just kind of caves in and agrees with uh, what oh. the lawyer is saying about mm-hmm. them because she doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, I think those scenes are really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time around, you know, what, what you were saying about it's frustrating for a reason. I did appreciate that a lot more. And kind of knowing the beats, I found it a lot easier to digest. Um, and I spent less time with the whys and the hows and more time uh, focusing on the overall message of the film. Yeah. I think they could have maybe established that Amitabh is having uh, mental issues a bit earlier on because he is standing around watching them out of his window and in it's the, kind of creepy. In the trailers of this film, you can't tell if he's the antagonist or not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they were very strange. But if, if his mind is, you know leaving every now and then. You don't really know what he's thinking about. It, it's less creepy, but right from the beginning, you're just like, dude, you're just watching them out of your window all day long. This is, this is messed What's up. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. But he's concerned for them. <clears throat> he's concerned for them. And yeah. he's also, he doesn't know if he wants to get into being a lawyer. He's dealing with his wife being sick. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got other things on his mind. But the way that it, he comes off at the beginning is not amazing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very clear, like, what role his character... I mean, if he didn't read it... And, you were just trying to figure out, like, is he a lawyer for the other side? And that yeah. is what I thought. I didn't yeah. really realize he was going to be defending these girls right away. Um, yeah. yeah, it was very unclear. Um, but to even go back to, like, the frustrations of the courtroom drama mm-hmm. unfolding, like, just... I think I think that idea of, like, not being heard and the frustration that everyone felt... It was it was exactly what was happening in the film. Mm-hmm. It's like these girls weren't being heard, and like her caving in like that was just. It got to that point where the society society was against you. Your you know your parents. You don't know if your parents have your support. You know the other lawyer seems to be winning. The judge is listening to them more than they're listening to you. Yeah, and you're just like you know what? I'm just gonna give up now because clearly this is not working. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of the case uh, with women in India, and like, yeah. the but- reason why women are not being heard of the. Of what's happening to them in India, like I think it's interesting. Um, I heard a really funny story. My aunt used to, she used to say, like I, I mean, especially with all the women-centric films that are coming out in India, um, she used to tell me that women would carry, especially in the buses, because the buses are worse. Like you get mm-hmm. grabbed and mm-hmm. groped, and and you don't know where they're coming from. That's the fun part. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really messed up. But the women would actually carry thumbtacks in their mm-hmm. pockets, mm-hmm. and so you know. You would get a grab and somebody would get a really nice poke. And the women, although they wouldn't speak to each other about what was going on, like nobody was like, hey, you, you know, you just grabbed me. Like if it happened here, people are a little bit more vocal about it, right? Yeah. Like you can say, yeah. you point it out and you'd have support right Although hat, hat pins at the turn of the century last year, that's the same thing used to, well, not last oh. year, but in the 1900s, the same thing used to happen in North America and England. Women would have their very long mm-hmm. hat pins oh. and would, uh, you know, just stab guys. Hey, knock it off. Yeah, that's a great form of defense. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would be a pretty solid deterrent. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think that was really great that um, the women really stuck together. Like even yeah. when yeah, um, even when she did give up on the stand, I think 
and they were really, I mean, fair enough that you'd be really upset at your friend and so on and so forth. But they stuck it together as women. Yeah. yeah. Because they realized, you know, like, we did nothing wrong. We went out at the middle of the night. Sure. We had a good time as women. We went clubbing. We went drinking. We did our thing. As any, as either, regardless of gender, you know, we were just human beings outside just having a good time. We yeah. have a right to live out our life. Mm-hmm. And really focusing on that, like this is what they kept coming back to. We did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. And as a human being, to defend yourself against unwanted touch, mm-hmm. unwanted physical yeah. behavior, I think it always it keeps boiling down to that courage. Like mm-hmm. if I could, like if I could bring Queen and Pink together at the table at the same place, although it's so different in nature, the idea of courage is is there in both mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know Ronnie had the courage to go by herself to travel and to explore all these options like that's for the first time like getting on a plane yeah for the first time she tried to get off country. the plane and it's like no yeah. you're, uh, you're on the plane now yeah and then like the courage of these women of no we have to follow through we have to finish this we have to we have to get justice yeah both scenarios like women are pers- are shown or illustrated as having the courage to carry out uh, what they rightfully need to do for their life. It's, it's also, about independence yeah. at the end of the day, too. And it's frustrating because the men's court case, they actually don't have any evidence, so they have to turn it into a, well, look at these women. They yes. were all doing this. Definition so of character. That's, mm-hmm. that, yeah, like it's, um, uh, eventually, uh, Amitabh Bachchan figures out that, oh, they don't actually have any evidence. They don't have a leg to stand <laughs> on. If we're going to turn it into a character versus character, then I can play this guy and show that, yeah, he is pretty quick to anger, and you can mm-hmm. see why she would need to defend herself. And the Case prob- closed. The problems that they have with the authorities and with the judicial system uh, happens here just as much as anywhere mm-hmm. else, it, else in the world. You can also have a case that turns um, into, well, look what she was doing. Yeah, well, uh, and the recent film, uh, the re- was it Kirby Dick? Yeah. The recent Kirby Dick film, The Hunting Ground, looks at sexual assault on campuses in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and a lot of you know, kind of what you see these women face in pink, uh, you see in this doc of just you know the authorities, you know, kind of uh, questioning their character and saying that they don't have enough evidence, um, and uh, police officers completely ignoring their complaints. Yeah. And recently, there was a study released in Canada of how many sexual assault cases um, do not move forward because of a lack of evidence um, or a lack of. Just follow through. Yeah. That lady absolutely. police officer was the worst, by the way. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. just oh. falsified a report Which, and, and yeah, doesn't even give them the time of day. She, I was, think, she was the real, uh, not the real villain, but she was terrible. Yeah, and I think her and the um, kind of uh, the woman who is present um, in the court proceedings, who's involved with that, are really important figures to have. Absolutely. Because... Um, you know, while I appreciate that this film doesn't start to pit um, the girls against one, one another, and it shows that they, you know, even at moments of fracture, that they still come together and are strong, mm-hmm. um, women are sometimes just as much uh, involved in perpetuating um, some of the this behavior mm-hmm. um, as men are, uh, you know, of not believing victims and, you yeah. know, and, and questioning people's characters because, you know, they were dressed a certain way or out at night. Um, but then also, I love that you have the woman who's around for all the court cases. Sorry. You have the woman who's present for the court case who then says to Amitabh Bachchan at the end, thank you. Oh, yeah. She's like the bailiff, I think. Yeah. You, yeah. you don't know her story. Yeah. But this you know experience yeah. has has made 
has moved her and made her feel like someone has said something. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's on the record forever too, because it's in this court case. Yeah, and I love you know that Amitabh Bachchan mm-hmm. is choosing a role like this. You know, he has a lot of power in Bollywood, and so you know when. When I, and I, which I said at the beginning of the of the episode, when men you know choose to make films like this and make points like this, I think it's very important, um, and I think we need to to listen and you know mm-hmm. and and they should. Star power can be very useful. Yeah, yeah, and he you know and he, he probably and, couldn't get the movie made if it wasn't for having someone very famous in that in the in the well exactly world. putting him in this film is going to draw attention to it yeah, yeah I mean Tapsi Pano is a name but she's not Amitabh Bachchan mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, I like that you brought up the you know the bailiff and the and the woman the police officer mm-hmm. the female police officer it's it shows that it's not men who have this perspective about women in India mm-hmm. it's it's two perspectives. It's an older generation thinking, here's a traditional way. And it's a, a real pushback against the modernization yeah. that we see in India today. Um, yeah. Indian people are traveling more now. They're they're seeing the world. People, the younger generation are really discovering themselves and exploring outside the gender roles, outside the traditional yeah. Yeah. Uh, norms. One also media. media on them. They yeah, have absolutely. more access to global media than ever before. Yeah. And, and see, it's why nice is it, that they're Why is it not like this. that there? You know? Mm-hmm. It seems... Uh, why can women have their own businesses and not get married right away yeah. right when they're 18? And, and, you know, they need to have kids right away. Yeah. And they need to be cooking clean. Like, it is becoming a world where we're seeing, regardless of where you live... Both spouses need to work in order to run a household, yeah. and to support the children's well-being is not just a woman's role; it's it's both parents' role. Because having both a mother and a father, or having two partners who are equally part of that relationship with the child's upbringing, is so important. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it is a real huge pushback from a younger generation in India and an older generation in India of this perspective of. You know, um, here's what the, there's the fine line between right and wrong, and you guys are on this side of it, like the short skirts yeah. and whatnot. You're starting to see a lot of pushback against against that very idea, and I think that's beautiful to see that Bollywood stars like Amitabh Bachchan are stepping up yeah. to the plate mm-hmm. and saying, "Hey, I was there when saris were worn all the time by Indian <laughs> women, but yeah. here I am supporting these women who want to go out and have a good time with their lives." and I think having a figurehead that understands both those worlds and how Bollywood has transitioned, how India has moved and changed, yeah. and going along with the times, I think having him as a figurehead to show support is so important. And he wrote an open letter to his uh, granddaughters of uh, oh. encouraging, them, who are still very young, yes. but encouraging them to be strong, independent women and that he was going to be there to support them. I kind of do wish that scene... It's kind of a yeah. weird... Like promotion for this film, but still very cute. He's a businessman. I I, I do wish that scene was not in the credits, though, where you actually see what happens. This is what I was going to ask: is how do you feel that you actually that eventually we do actually see what happened? Because Matt, you really didn't like this. No, I would prefer it if you know the court case, you know, comes to a certain resolution, and if that's all we know, and as as people watching the movie, if we know as much as we're shown. I think it's more interesting to do it that way. And I was a little bit disappointed that at the end you actually see what happens. See, whereas I completely disagree with you, I think it's important that there's no question of doubt at the end of the film that about what happened and that they were telling the truth and that she was 
defending herself. Yeah. Um, because not all audiences are going to watch this film and and um, agree feel, with it exactly yeah. and mm-hmm. feel that you. Yeah, know, I guess I wasn't thinking about that. Well, exactly. And I so was I just think, believing right off the hop. Like, yeah, the, exactly. You probably you just no, hit him with a bottle because he was being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. you weren't giving benefit of the doubt. You just knew you're like, this is what happened. These girls are not. Well, lying. it's too elaborate a plan of what the uh, of what <laughs> the lawyer. Yeah, like, but they, that's they, crazy. They have to remove that doubt. Yeah. Um, there's another thing I want to mention, and this is a bit spoilery. So if you haven't seen the film uh, and would like to go unspoiled about how things, uh, how this court case is resolved, uh, stop listening now. Exactly, <laughs> and come back. Um, in the initial um, version of this film, they lost the court case. Oh wow! And the boys won. Mm-hmm. And they changed oh, that. Bit of a downer ending. Yeah, they like tearjerker right there. They said yeah. they changed that for the audience's sake. And I was thinking about it, and I actually don't know which film I would prefer. Obviously, I haven't seen um, the. Yeah, but we can all imagine what that. Ex- exactly, feel we can all like, imagine. For sure. And I feel like, in some ways, the impact of that, and then assuming that they would still keep in the scene that shows what actually happens. The impact of them losing and then seeing what actually happened, I feel like that would potentially be way too devastating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it might even play, and I, I don't want to say this like for sure, of course, but it might even play to what really happens in court cases in New York. Exactly. That would be more realistic. It would be yeah. more realistic for yeah. sure. But I, you know, like having it the way it was done and the way they've kept the that they have, the way they have kept pink, um, it does kind of put that you know that. Yes, finally, justice. Justice for women in India who are facing this and who, who, you know, who are potentially going to be raped and having them fight against that, like having the system actually work. And I like that, even if that is not the case in India, people really know that. Um, I think showing a scene where the system could potentially work is also a beautiful way of showing, you know, a new India, a very different India where the system actually works for the people. And I like, that's why I like the ending the way it is. And well, it's hopeful. The video at the end. (laughs) It is hopeful. hopeful. Like you, you don't feel, well, they must've decided at some point, like, do we want to portray India as it is or India as hopefully it could be? Exactly. You don't feel like, um, these women are cog in the machine that they can never win. You feel mm-hmm. like there is, mm-hmm. there's room for justice. Yeah. And so I, I think that is important to see. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah. Uh, Trina, did you have anything to add? Um, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. For this was on. great. Thank yeah. you um, so much for I coming love on. I love the two movies we talked about, and if anyone hasn't seen them, they should go watch them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not back to back because they are quite different in nature. But <laughs> watch um, Pig first, then Queen. Yeah, you exactly. Might, you, you might need a uh, pick me up. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree with you, Matt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on and. Uh, I look forward to more future episodes. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people listening to the show find you online? And if they happen to be locally, where could they potentially uh, um, see one of your performances if you have any coming up? People can find me on, uh, we have a website, www.shaktiflow.org, as well as on Instagram, shaktiflowyeg. And they can get a hold of me there, find out the classes we offer, mm-hmm. the performances that we're going to be having in the mm-hmm. near future and future, and also potential auditions for dance and theater company. Cool. 
shows. Um, we do a little bit of everything. Um, I do like to focus a lot of our performances on human injustice mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I do center a lot of my thing, my subject matter on uh, women's rights, but I like to have feel good and just fun with it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Bollywood is all about, you know, really seizing life and living in the present day moment. And that's kind of what I want people to take away from it is just connecting with yourself, finding out what your passion is. It might not be dance, but if you can find that through my classes, great. If you're just there to have a great time, awesome. Please come, please join. It's all about building community, empowering the self, and just having a really good time, really just cool. seizing every day. And I have the E. I have had a wonderful time taking classes yeah. with Trina. I never Yay. danced before my entire life. It's the very yeah. first dance class I ever signed up for. Oh, I was very fun. nervous about my complete lack of rhythm. Uh, and I think I've gotten better. <laughs> if I could end Chuck people on one note, it would be, we are always creating Vata Vara. Oh, ah. Vata <laughs> oh good. Well... <laughs> Matt, you and I will be back in two weeks mm-hmm. uh, with a new episode. Uh, this is a big one. Yeah. We are going to be discussing uh, one of the biggest films in uh, Bollywood history and one of the most important films, uh, Mughal e Azam. <gasps> oh, we're doing a oh whole episode yeah. on Mughal e Azam. Oh, I can't wait. We haven't seen it. It's a whole full, like, three and a half hours. That almost needed a drum roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can find us on Tumblr at bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com. You can find the show at Bollywood Pod on Twitter. You can find me at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. You can look us up on Facebook. Uh, just look up Bollywood is for Lovers. We have a Facebook page. And you can find us on pretty much any uh, listening device you would like. So Stitcher, Audio Boom, iTunes, Google Play Music. Just found out that they're on there for some reason rather than a podcast app. And... Um, I said Stitcher already. So, yeah. Uh, basically, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're there. If you're a fan of the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps new listeners find the show and also gives us some feedback about how you are enjoying it, if you are. Um, and also, while you're on iTunes, you can look up my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwachuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We have an episode coming up on Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. Yeah. Should be interesting. Talking about, uh, you know... Race relations, I suppose you'd say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we'll uh, see you in two weeks. Zara <laughs>